Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty in Depth. I'm Colt, here with my co-host Ryan. Uh, we're sorry for our delay from the last time, but we're trying to get on a roll with some more shows. So how's it going, Ryan? How was your fantasy season since our last podcast? It's probably, you're in the, we're in playoff time right now. Yeah, yeah, mixed bag. Um, some teams snuck into the playoffs, and I had, I had uh, Jacobs and Geis and Mike Evans and Lamar Jackson last week kind of crap out for the first time. So it's good stuff and bad stuff. How about you? Uh, same. It's pretty much a mixed bag, uh, about half in, half out. Uh, once we become true pros, they'll all be in. If you take our advice, they'll all be in. <laughs> yeah. And the best part about Dynasty is, regardless, there's always something going on. So no season is a lost season. It's always an interesting time to make moves and, and uh, study up on some players. That's what we love about Dynasty, the off-season work. Uh, I think we talked before, uh, I, I almost enjoy the process more than the actual results himself. Love researching players, and then this is the perfect time of year to start identifying players for buying and selling, for picks, for other players, uh, who you want to look at around the league, uh, especially once your uh, playoffs are over. So we wanted to go through each division in the NFL, team by team, and kind of go through our buys and sells uh, on each team. This is not the same. I just wanted to, you know, this is something I was thinking about the other night. This is not the same as in-season trades where you're trying to win or you're trying to rebuild. This is identifying players you expect to increase in value and identifying players on your team that you think their value has peaked, but you can still get uh, someone else for them. Uh, I think there's a, a, it's important to point out a couple times throughout the year where picks will be more valuable. That'd be after the combine and after the draft. <clears throat> And then, of course, during your draft when everyone's drinking beer and having fun and everyone thinks the player that they're going to draft is going to take them to the championship. Every player. Every player. <laughs> uh, we also wanted to just uh, talk about some rookies we could see as good fits on each of the teams just kind of to, to begin that discussion. Uh, we started our research into it, and we wanted to just talk about a few rookies that we see go into some of these teams and mocks and how we think the fit would be or other rookies we think would fit well on the team. So we're going to start with the AFC East, and then each week we're going to do a podcast for each division. We're going to start with the AFC. So uh, we're going to start with the New England Patriots, Ryan. Do you have a buy? I do. Someone I do you're have looking a buy. to buy? Yeah, a player I really liked in college. Um, maybe maybe a lot of story, you know, we create these stories behind the player, a lot of things that aren't X's and O's on the field. But yeah. you, you got a guy who was picked in the third round last year, um, you know, an Alabama guy. Uh, Saban loves his Alabama guys. And, Saban does. Uh, yes, he does. And Belichick does. And they <laughs> Belichick love each and other. Saban have it. Yeah, they do. They did, are, you, did you watch that miniseries, their yeah. video? Yep. These kids with the space age technology. Yep. So I still really like, I know he's kind of missed the season, but I still really like Damien Harris. Um, still 22 years old, um, pretty athletic guy, great burst, um, productive enough at Alabama, five-star player. Uh, picked in the third round, like I said. I, I see New England's team, you know, you're watching this team. They're not that dynamic throwing the ball anymore. You see, you know, James White's still effective, but Rex Burkhead kind of seems on the way out. Sony Michelle Rex, is absolutely on the way out. Rex already. Burkhead is uh, is a cheap out next year, yeah. so they have an out on him. Uh, Damon Harris was also my my buy. So oh, and yeah, it, it, just in November ADP, he was running back forty six. 
Um, so just looking at tiers of players, I feel like any running back past 35 feels almost free from a trading standpoint. Yeah. Um, so if you like any of these guys, I always feel like it's worth a third round pick. Um, what do you think Damon Harris goes for these days? Yeah, I, I'd say you could probably get him for a third. You could probably get him for a throw in in a deal. Uh, the only person that might be tougher to buy him from would be the Sony Michelle owner. If they happen to draft Damien as kind of the, the backup to him, uh, I could see them not wanting to part ways with, if they were smart, they would not want to part ways with Damien Harris because Sony Michelle also my cell. <laughs> Mine too. My, <laughs> we did not talk about this at all before the show. Uh, he has not looked good. His, uh, his, his juke rate, his ability to make players miss is one of the lowest in the leagues. Even like basic yards per carry is bad. His knees are creaking. He's an older prospect. Like he's two, three years older than Damian Harris. Yeah, it kind of just. Fe- I know this seems odd. He's been. In, is this his second year in the league? He. Yeah. Feels like if you told me he was twenty eight, I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. You know, he's like the opposite of Randall Cobb. Yeah. He's like, Randall Cobb is twenty nine somehow, and uh, you know, and if you, you someone could tell you he was thirty four, and you'd be like, yeah, he he's came in with fits. You yeah. know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really believe and that Sonny Michelle is is close to done already. Um, so that's he does my... have first round capital though. So you, mm-hmm. there, I'm sure there's people out there who believe still believe in him, mm-hmm. and it's probably the people that drafted him. So if you're one of those people, but there's someone else in your league that thinks they're buying low on Sonny Michelle and only his second year, you need to take advantage of that now. Would you take any second round pick if you had Sonny Michelle? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Now, Sonny Michelle's RB24 in November ADP and Damian Harris's 46. Right. Would be great if you could move <laughs> down from Sonny Michelle, pick up a second or a third with Damian Harris would be pretty awesome. Yeah, that, our belief is is he's already at his peak. He, he was at his peak at last year's playoff run. Yeah. I mean, that was a great run. He, he went on a great yeah. run, but that's it now. Didn't help any fantasy teams. No, no, that doesn't <laughs> really help the fantasy team. It helped his value, but kind of feels like they're saving Damian Harris. And maybe that's wrong, but it is weird. He hasn't seen the field at yeah. all with a, a offense looking for dynamic players. Yeah. But uh, do you have a rookie you think would be interesting on the Patriots or do you want no one to go there? <laughs> um, that's a great question. Uh, as far as a wide receiver, you know, I, they definitely, we don't know what end We don't know what Tom is going to come back. It's, it's so hard to project this offense without knowing if Tom is coming back. He sold his house. Yeah. He's, not looking that effective, although I don't really know who would with Edelman and Matt Lacoste and uh, Jacoby Myers, yeah, undrafted former quarterback. I'm still, a, I'm still a believer in Enkil Harry. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I want to see a wide receiver go there, and I can't imagine after they use a first round pick on a running back, and then a first round pick on a wide receiver, which they never did in the history of Belichick being in New England, I can't imagine that they're going to go back to the well with a first or a second round pick and, and draft a position player, scope yeah, position player I, like that. And uh, I would think, you know, that kind of the chalk pick would be a tight end because everyone thinks, oh, mm-hmm. it's New England. They need it. And mm-hmm. they, they do need a tight end. Uh, their offense isn't built for just for tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gronk was there and he was a generational talent. So that's why they used him the way he did. Uh, however, I picked, uh, a rookie from Arizona State, so we can just uh, keep on. Wait, uh, Enkiel was Arizona State, right? Yep. And keep on the 
the guy that came in for him, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he kind of blew up this year. He's more of a speedster, and that was someone I was looking for, someone that I thought would go uh, later on in the draft where you could get a day three pick that had really good speed that could stretch the field for the Patriots because you kind of imagine Enkeel with the intermediate to shallow routes and can make things happen. I mean, he can obviously play downfield, but they were when Dorsett got hurt, they were kind of missing that. Not that Tom can really chuck it as well anymore, but even looking forward to the future, uh, I thought Brandon Ayuk might be an interesting late-round pick for them. He had about 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns his senior year. He didn't do much before, you know, as he wouldn't be someone I would be drafting yeah. if he went, especially if he went there. Uh, he doesn't have that early age uh, production that you we mean like to drafting see. Drafting because he's going to go as a Patriots pick, even in the fifth round, he's going to go way before you would take him. Yeah, based on he's he's going to have a breakout age of like twenty one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and he's going to be he, he'll probably he's probably going to run really well at the combine, so uh, we'll see. I've seen him in the second round of mocks. And that you know how mo- the mock season right now is insane. You you see players now. This is the Hakeem Butler time. Yeah, Hakeem Butler is top fifteen pick. But I was surprised when I saw his name as as a second round pick in in the real regular NFL drafts or rookie yeah. drafts in an NFL draft. Yeah. yeah, teams love speed right now. I guess, yeah. and, but because you see Nicole Herdman go in the second round, yeah. uh, I what, don't think. What about KJ Hamler in the third round of the Patriots? That would be really interesting yeah. if he comes out. Do you think Tom can get it to a guy like that? So. Uh, if, uh, he still has he still has a lot of zip on the ball when you watch him. It's just there's no separation from his wide receivers. Yeah, and a lot of KJ's work is over the middle of the field, and then he takes it to the house. So yeah, I think he'd be fine at that. Uh, he'd fit in well, learn from Edelman. That'd be a good spot for him. What about them trading a second for OJ Howard in the offseason? and you have Damian Harris and OJ Howard in the offense next year? That would be interesting. Two ba- two Bama boys. Yeah. Uh, the, we're getting too much into fantasy land yeah now. T- tampa <laughs> tampa bay says they're not going to trade them uh so we'll see you don't often have a first round rookie you see traded like that yeah uh he has been a little bit more involved the last couple weeks so uh, he'd, be, he'd be like the next ebron it, it could happen so next team up we got as we continue down the afc east is the buffalo bills my team yeah yeah. My favorite team, they got a big game going on this weekend against the Pittsburgh Steelers, possibly for playoff implications. Could be maybe the most boring game on, on the slate, even it's though they moved oh, it up to Sunday gosh, night. Yeah. It's going to be a low-scoring affair. If you like defense, yeah. then you're going to like this game. If you like fantasy football. No fantasy players like defense. No, no, you're probably not going to like this like this game. So who do you have as a buy from the Buffalo Bills, if anyone? This was really hard. I, I You know, there are going to be teams that we don't have a buy or sell um, and that's just based on the cost, uh, you know, what they cost right now or what you could get for them. My buy for the Bills, I think that I would probably throw out an offer for Dawson Knox. I like what he's done so far. Um, I've seen him at like tight end 22 in ADP. Yeah. Um, you know, I would buy five spots on that, you know, and maybe have him more like tight end 15 or 14. So if I can buy him for, you know, I don't know, a late third or maybe even, you know, sell – another tight end and add a, add a fourth to it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, to get to get Knox. Knox, who's who I had uh, <laughs> as well so far, uh, he had day two draft capital, uh, came from Ole Miss, so he was fighting A.J. Brown and Decaf Metcalf yeah. for the ball. 
And so he wasn't super productive at Ole Miss, but we don't really know what to expect from tight ends. But so far this year, he has been fairly productive for a rookie. He was kind of hurt to start the year, so he had a hamstring issue. Uh, so he really didn't start playing till like eight or nine games ago. Uh, he was a starter. Uh, 45 targets so far this year, 26 catches, 344 yards, and two tutties. Mm-hmm. He He's super athletic. He's an athletic monster. The Bills need playmakers. They have Smokey Brown. They have Cole Beasley. <laughs> Don't have a lot of exciting players. Uh, so he was he is exciting when he's on the field to yeah, watch. Absolutely, he can get down the seam. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. Does Josh Allen not just seem like a to- uh, tight end quarterback? Yeah, too? like the guy that would love to throw the tight end. He's not very accurate, so yeah. you you would <laughs> you you would think that's what he'd be looking for. And seventy eighth percentile catch radius for Dawson Knox. That's that'll that'll do. Hopefully, I don't know. Maybe not for Josh Allen, who is actually who I have as my cell uh, right now as. Uh, quarterback 11 i i uh we both use the dlf uh website it's a great tool i uh, highly recommend it but i was looking at their uh trade finder and someone traded aaron jones for josh allen straight up it was a two quarterback league mm-hmm. so you don't know maybe he was their qb4 uh because a lot of the drafts i saw josh allen was going later in rookie drafts when he came out okay uh he was one of the least accurate quarterbacks in history his rookie year, which it's tough to tell his rookie year. He has made an improvement in his accuracy in the pocket. Uh, he's no longer the least accurate quarterback in history. But under pressure, he is, uh, I think he's like 33 in the league in quarterback rating under pressure, according to PFF. Which is hard to do with 32 teams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's never a good thing. Uh, he can win with his legs and, you know, the – the Bills did spend a first-round pick on him. Uh, I'm not sure how they feel about him. I know they want to play defense and run the ball, and he does fit that mold. But this is Dynasty, and I could see him gone in the in two years. I mean, you might get two more years out of him, but if I can move him for Aaron Jones or piece that can win win now, then I'm definitely doing. that. I think that. in a super flex, you you can you can he's still worth a late first. Right in and a super flex, and I I would probably take that based on your situation. You could, or you could get a second or third and a junk mm-hmm. quarterback thrown yeah. in like Jacoby Brissett or something like that, who will probably have the same lifespan as Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Here, not the same ceiling, but here's a trade: Daniel Jones and Noah Fant for Josh Allen. I would do that. Yeah, yeah, I would take. I would want the Daniel Jones Fant side. Absolutely. Uh, you pick up that piece, and Daniel Jones is pretty much Josh Allen mm-hmm. with even better draft capital. Mm-hmm not a super accurate quarterback can win with excuse me win with his legs so i think that's a good call do you have a rookie you think would look good on the in the buffalo blue (laughs) any skill position player any (laughs) no i mean if they want to run the ball and play defense uh, i'm not a big devin singletary fan um i didn't have him as my cell because he's going around running back 25 and i think that's actually fine value yeah I think he's valued at yeah, where he should be. Yeah. Um, so, man, would you – you might not love it, but does Jonathan Taylor not feel like the best fit in Buffalo? Oh, yeah. It would, um, he would just – he literally, I can just see it in my mind. I can see Jonathan Taylor with a Buffalo Bills jersey on. And Buffalo wants to run the ball. It's cold in Buffalo in December. <laughs> you can't throw. It's windy in Orchard, in Orchard Park. Uh, they do want to run the ball, and they t- – this season they've been running with two running backs, and – could be wrong because he's proven us wrong thus far but i assume that frank gore is not going to run forever 
who knows? Maybe he will. 40 years old, still still playing running back. So uh, I think that makes sense. I had another rookie out of USC, uh, Michael Pittman. Uh, I think with Smokey Brown on the outside, uh, stretching the field, and Cole Beasley in the slot, uh, Michael Pittman uh, on the other side, big-bodied, uh, big-bodied possession receiver. Uh, kind of came on his junior year, so he doesn't have a great breakout, but he is the son of Michael Pittman, mm-hmm. also former uh, running back in the NFL. So he has a good heritage, I guess. I don't know, NFL. Yeah, yeah good bloodlines, man. Good NFL bloodlines. Uh, and uh, this year he's at 12, 95 catches, 1,200 yards, and 11 touchdowns. So that's a really good senior year. Especially at USC. Uh, yeah, especially at USC. His dominator rating is going to be uh, – very high his breakout is not going to be but i don't expect buffalo to spend a high pick on uh any skill player so i think you know maybe round three or day three pick for michael Pittman. Uh, i think he could fit well in the buffalo especially since they trade away zay jones because he was not working in the flanker uh, i think Pittman can come in and do that could you see them spending a second round pick on a running back uh, I don't think so. Maybe. Uh, they spent a third on Devin last year. Yeah, it seemed like a waste. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did seem like a waste. So I, I'd be a little bit surprised. Uh, I think they have more important holes to fill because I didn't. I was not a Devin Singletary believer, but he has been solid. Mm-hmm. He's been a solid running back. He's been a good pass catcher out of the backfield. Uh, so he's sufficed. Yeah. Because yeah. running back doesn't matter anyways. Yeah. So. So let's continue on to one of the few teams in the NFL that the Bills can beat up on, and the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. So who do you got as a buy from the Miami Dolphins? I've got the man, Penn State's own, Mike Kosicki. All right. Uh, starting to go ADP, tight end 19. Um, that seems like a steal to me. I mean, it, I know it's Miami. I don't know what to expect from from the coaching staff and where they're headed, but they're definitely with three first-round picks. They're definitely in store for a quarterback upgrade. Right. And they have – I know Devontae Parker. This is a nice 50-year breakout or, or whatever. <laughs> but he, what he's not going to be back with the team. I wouldn't think. You wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think that as a rebuilding team they were going to pay top dollars to a guy that really didn't accomplish much in the first four years. Um, so I, I like that you know, he's a stud. I mean, you want to talk about an athlete. He, he might be one of the two or three best athletes – at the tight end position that we've seen in the last decade. Yes. Now, does that translate to the field? We'll have to see. He's having a much better season this year. Second round draft capital is great. Yeah, he's a, he should hit about 500 yards, which is kind of a baseline for young tight ends. To He's at 407 right now, and a lot of that's come in the second half of the year with Fitzpatrick at the helm. Only two touchdowns, but – the Dolphins don't score a lot of touchdowns in general. They're not in the red zone a lot, but he could be a red zone. He was a red zone weapon at Penn State, and he could definitely do the same in Miami. Yeah. Once they turn that team around, he's super young too. Yeah. Yeah. Still twenty four. Just huge. I mean, six six two fifty. Uh, Vernon Davis, comparable player on player profile. Yeah, that's pretty. Ninety seventh percent spark score. Tight ends take time. You got to be patient with them. At tight end nineteen, I would be buying all day long. Would you pay – it's hard because, you know, I think we both agree That's that, what she said. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, I think we both agree that tight end is not a position that we're willing to invest a lot at during, in a rookie draft. No. Um, 
We look just look at the guys we've talked about so far: Dawson Knox, tight end twenty-one; Mike Kosicki, tight end nineteen. Maybe we'll talk about some others, but I would rather have three of those guys than pay up for a T.J. Hawkinson in the first round of a rookie draft. Absolutely. So <clears throat> I think Mike Kosicki is probably worth a late second in a rookie draft. I personally would have trouble paying that. I would rather package maybe. Yeah. Maybe a player that I wasn't so high on plus a third if I really wanted to buy him and maybe if I was in need. But for a onesie position like tight end, what would you pay for Mike Kosicki? Yeah, I, I, I think what you're saying is exactly what I would do. Uh, I trade tight end. Maybe I don't like Chris Herndon. I've had him all year. Hasn't done much. If I can get, if I have to throw something in a third or fourth with Herndon to get Shaseki, I'm perfectly okay with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe end a bench position. Uh, like you said, I, I'm not spending a, a second round pick on him because I don't I'm not gonna do that with tight end. And he's he's still far from a sure thing on a bad team. Yep, absolutely. Uh, but we expect his uh his situation to improve and we expect uh him his continued development and so uh yeah so i think uh a tight maybe a tight end you're you you don't like or an older older tight end like greg olson uh not gonna happen now but to uh, a contending team or someone that needed a tight end uh was kind of the way to go with that maybe to start the year you could you could do that start next year because these players just players to put on your radar too. Uh, even if you don't buy in the off season, doesn't mean you can't start buying next year. Especially if they start the year down, because you know he's a good prospect. But it's kind of crazy because it feels like tight end seems like a hard position to get right from a fantasy perspective, and it is kind of a wasteland. But at the same time, we just need to throw darts at the most athletic tight ends. Yeah, I mean, just look at look at the last two years. You have Darren Waller. George Kittle, now Mark Andrews. I mean, these are just guys that showed a little bit and they're pretty athletic and they're virtually free. And all three of them are top 10 tight ends. I'm Absolutely. not saying that's going to happen every year, but I would rather throw a couple darts than, uh, yeah, than pay up for it. Uh, Absolutely. So do you have a sell on the Dolphins? Sure do. Well, I got plenty of them. But, yeah, uh, yeah. You're selling as many as you can. If I have Caitlin Balage on my team, <laughs> uh, I mean, I would sell for the last pick in the last rookie draft round. Yeah. Uh, literally the last pick. Mr. So Irrelevant. Anything, anything you can get. Literally anything. If you He's on IR now. That might be a tougher sell. Um, He's going to get usurped in the draft. He had the worst yards per carry of any running back in NFL history with more than 50 carries. He's the worst player in the NFL. <laughs> we can laugh all we want about that, but I mean, folks, we have to pay attention. When this is just just pay attention. It, it if you are one of the most athletic specimens in college football at 6'2", 228, 88th or sorry, 96th percentile speed score, 64th percentile agility score, and you cannot command, you have a 4.3 yards per carry and a 34th percentile dominator at Arizona State. Yeah, yeah. They're not good. No, he is not good. Uh, I had uh, Devontae Parker because mm-hmm. I do not believe in the fifth-year breakout. I think you could still get value for him because he was a name people loved. He was a first-round draft pick. Uh, probably whoever had him before already sold on him. Uh, you maybe picked him up in a deal later on, like hoping he becomes something. Well, he finally became something, but probably not something you want to have on your team. So I'm selling him same way, almost anything I can get out of him. He's already injured again. I mean, that was one of the issues that he had throughout his uh, early career. 
and he's already injured, so I think that would be my sell. If you're starting Devontae Parker in the playoffs right now, you must have Christian McCaffrey on your team. Yeah. Because he probably is not in your starting lineup as a playoff team, I wouldn't think. No, if he might re- be on your bench. Yeah. Here's some trades for you. Tell me which side you want. You want Devontae Parker or Will Fuller? Will Fuller. You want Devontae Parker or T.Y. Hilton? What? Is that a real trade? That's a real trade as of December 5th in the Pig Fists Fantasy League. Uh, T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So someone offers you... I think his value is late second, early third. Yeah, if I can get that. I would take that. Would you? All day. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So what rookie could you see? Any. Any? Literally any. They they are so void of talent. It's unbelievable. I mean, obviously, I want any quarterback to go there. Yeah. Um, You know, I I love the idea of Tua there before the injury, and we'll see if they – they have three firsts, so – that really seems like a good shot for them if you have three firsts. It does not seem like a lot of risk to take a chance on Tua. I, I have I have Tua written down to Tagavaloa. Tag, I think that's right. Tagavaloa. I can't. I think it would be a mistake for them to take a running back. And I see a lot of mocks with one of their first, uh, one of their three first rounders being a running back, and I, I think that would be odd. I don't know why you would build no. around a running back in the, in twenty twenty. You wouldn't expect, I mean, especially, and from what I'm hearing, NFL teams know this is a deep draft for running backs and receivers. Mm -hmm. So we could see them push down a little bit more because of that. So hopefully you don't want to be the one starting the the run. Uh, You can still be in the middle of the run for running backs and have a top prospect, a Kylan Kylan Hill or a Cam Akers or you know, one of the Chuba Hubbard, there's just so many. Yeah. Yeah. It goes really deep besides the top, top four or five guys of Swift or Jonathan Taylor. The wide receivers, you could be like at the end of the run and still be good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you expect in this draft, like when the wide receivers start going probably in the second round, we're going to see, I could see 10, like 10 wide receivers in the second round. It's just, they're just going to blow. They're just going to keep Yeah, absolutely. But Uh, yeah, look for, look for, I think Miami's roster is, whatever it is now is going to be completely different after the draft as far as skill position fantasy players go. And you, and they are a team, I would say, on the upswing. Like, they started off the year so bad, but they've been playing hard, so it seems like the, the coach has done a, a good enough job. Uh, switch, the switch to Fitzpatrick helped. Got a couple Ws. I don't know. You just look for improvement, and I guess they're improving. Mm-hmm. Uh, one team that is not improving is the last team in the AFC East, the New York Jets. Do you have anyone you'd be interested in buying from this dumpster fire? Can you sell coaches? Sell coaches? Uh, is that in, included in on here? fantasy? Yeah, because I have <laughs> I have Adam Gase as a sell. Um, no, I'm I, I would still buy Sam Darnold. Um, is, d- depending yep. on whether if I'm in a one quarterback format. I'm not really interested in buying any quarterbacks, to be honest. Right. Um, I'm probably just going to stockpile three or four dudes and just play matchups. But um, in a in a super flex, Sam Darnold at QB 19, still in ADP, is, I think, kind of shocking. I mean, he's one of the youngest quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, and he's he's been productive when healthy and not seeing ghosts. <laughs> yeah. That was actually really funny. I kind of felt bad for him, but he's 22 and a half years old and he's in his second season. 
That's really incredible. Yeah. He he was the youngest, most productive quarterback in like NFL history. Like what yeah. he did at 21 years old, no other quarterback has ever done. Obviously, great, great draft capital. Um, I still see ghosts of him destroying Penn State <laughs> in the Rose Bowl. But, yeah, no, I'm still buying, especially QB19. Man, if I could move down from Josh Allen from QB11 to Sam Darnold at QB19 and pick up a third or straight up. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, I'd be thrilled by that. So he he's a guy I'm still interested. I don't. I, I agree. I, Gacy's I'm, not going to be around that long. No, I, uh, they do have a history. They said he's staying. We'll see. Yeah, he's staying for 2020. Well, I mean, they have a really easy end of schedule. Yeah. So uh, I'm seeing Sam Darnold. Would you know in a super flex? Is he worth a first still? I mean, I feel like I would pay a first. For, I'd pay a late first in a super flex. Yeah, you're you, because. You're not going to get after Joe Burrow. You're not going to get a rookie quarterback that I feel more confident in than him. Yeah. And most of them coming out are his age. Anyways, three years from now, is he a top twelve fantasy quarterback? Uh, yes, I think so too. He has at a least ta- my gut says that he has a he has the talent to be yeah a top twelve uh, fantasy quarterback. Now, now they have no weapons either. They have no what? Does the organization bring in weapons? Do yeah. they develop? Yeah. It's, it's, do they improve the offensive line? Because that has not been great this year either. Um, so a lot of that depends on the organization. But who would you rather have, Sam Darnold or Mitch Trubisky? Oh, Sam Darnold. Easy. Yeah, I would pay Sam Darnold. I would pay Mitch in a second. To in a second. To okay. Okay. Uh, you want to talk? I think Josh Allen's career in the NFL will be twice as long as Mitch Trubisky's. Would you rather have Darnold or Josh Allen? Oh, Darnold, for sure. For sure? Oh, yeah. Even at QB11 for Allen versus QB19, so you, I would trade him straight up. Straight up? If okay. I had if I had Josh Allen and someone was looking at the rankings and they saw, I would trade him straight up. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I actually had no one as my buy. Uh, I did uh, make a note that uh, Robbie Anderson is unrestricted free agent at the end of this year, and he has since he uh, he was an undrafted uh, undrafted rookie. He has flashed at times when mm-hmm. the ball, uh, especially at the end of the year, and he kind of is now. He's kind of gone on a run. I'm not sure he's anything more than a really fast giraffe, but really fast giraffes are rare, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. He's a uh, <clears throat> wide receiver 41. Yeah. That's pretty low. I mean, we don't know where he's going to end up. Yeah. Do you think he's back with the Jets? I don't think so. And I also don't think – he could end up in a worse quarterback situation. I don't think he's going to end up in a worse organization situation unless he goes to the Redskins. It wouldn't that really suck for him to mm. go from the Jets to the But as an unrestricted free agent, I think he can pretty much pick where he wants to go. Yeah. So you would think he would pick somewhere, you know, on a one one or two-year deal where he can showcase his skills. Uh, kind of like Terrell Pryor style. style. Yeah. Head to the Redskins, one-year deal. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh so I think we're we're probably the same on this, uh, but who do you have as your cell? Yeah, I've got Le'Veon Bell. Um, yeah. Man, what a weird dude. He he's still he's still running back eleven, which is to me shocking. And this is November. November, DLF yeah, everything's ADP. November DLF ADP. He's still being drafted as running back eleven, which completely shocks me. Not only does he look cooked, but then you get these weird stories about him being sick bowling. and then bowling that you could just tell like even though they just signed him they gave him 30 some million guaranteed 
clearly he wanted respect and that's or you know he said he wanted to be respected and that's why he wanted to leave the Steelers and the guaranteed money and now he got the money and he doesn't seem to be sharing much respect it just seems like a relationship that's going to be broken didn't all of this start with Gacy saying he didn't even really want to yeah. sign him so well, this... he, they signed him before Gase was fully on okay. board from my understanding I think that was a pre-Gase pre-Gase pick by the old GM who's no longer there either um, so yeah, that makes sense. I also have him as a sell. Uh, you can still get value for, I saw him for guys. I saw him for someone else. I didn't really like, but, uh, Devonta Freeman and a first. Oh boy. I would take, a, I would take any first for him period. Yeah. yeah. So if you're getting Devonta Freeman and a first, I think it was guys and maybe a second or third. Um, all right. Hot seat time. Bell or Montgomery? Bell or David Montgomery? I think I take Montgomery. Yeah just because he's younger it's pathetic but you have to okay it's sad bell or david johnson oh man i think i'm i'm gonna have to stick with bell on that one that's a really tough one i think man i i think bell is probably gone next year and he'll likely end up somewhere and even if he stays man david johnson looks like he's running in sand yeah and i just read that he he he, uh, david johnson's a really good guy and i just read yesterday about him kind of expressing unhappiness about his position and all that and that seems kind of like that's not really him so that kind of seems like that could boil over and i don't know who would trade for that contract i feel like most teams have learned their lesson about paying running backs that much money um especially the way he's looked at the end of the year yeah i mean if he's tearing it up even at the beginning of the year when he was healthy mm-hmm. running he still wasn't efficient at, no he wasn't efficient running the ball i don't know that he's a good between the tackles runner no i i just i mean i think he's a great receiver we even though people were saying oh he's hurt he's hurt he's hurt well he caught a 25 yard touchdown last week yeah usually if you're hurt you're not catching balls down like wheel routes down the field I don't know. I wouldn't rely on David Johnson if I had him, but who would you pick then? Uh, I still, you know, I still think I'd pick David Johnson. You know what? I, I don't know. I think yeah. I'd take the first. <laughs> no, it's tough. Um, I, I want to sell both. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But here, one more for you. Le'Veon Bell or Austin Eckler? Eckler. Yeah. Right. In a heartbeat. And that's an undrafted. Right. RB two right. on a or, team. Where's Eckler? Where's his ADP at now? I, he's I feel 23, like I, RB 23. Wow. Yeah. He's, well, so I can see that. People, they love draft capital. Yeah. So if love, you could if you could trade. Melvin Gordon's gone next year. Yeah. He'll be he'll be the man. Eckler in a third and pick up Eckler in a third oh, for that'd Bell. Be, that'd be awesome. I, ha- I have a feeling, though, uh, and maybe th- this is just a generalization, but uh, Eckler's owned a lot by the Gordon owner. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. So what you have a rookie you'd like to see on the Jets? Yeah, one hundred percent. Jerry Judy for sure. Jerry Judy? Yeah, or CeeDee Lamb, but I like Jerry Judy the most. I think Jerry Judy's um, you know, podcast down the road will will break down a lot of the rookies um by position. But just watching Jerry Judy is is just really impressive. Uh he's dynamic. He's got I think he's got the right speed, he's got great hands, and I think he's just a technician on the field. Um it's almost like he's like a supercharged young version of like Calvin Ridley. You know, all you yeah. hear about Calvin Ridley, oh, he's savvy, he's savant, he's, you know, kind of like Stefan Diggs a little bit. Like, not the right. best athlete in the world, but boy, is he a good route runner in that. I think we're going to see that Judy is that plus, plus an, athlete. an athlete. 
I would yeah. love to see him work with Darnold. Him and Darnold, Darnold could, could make a special. Yeah. Special. I have uh, Brian Edwards, someone that should have yeah. came out last year. Uh, catches everything. He's not an elite prospect, but he catches everything. He's pretty much guaranteed 807 or 8 touchdowns. It'd be great if you got Judy and Brian Edwards. You'd set. You had yeah. Judy at the X, Brian Edwards in the flanker, and uh, Jamison Crowder in the slot. That'd be some pretty good weapons for Darnold. Where do you think Edwards goes in the NFL draft? I think he is a day three pick. Fourth round? Think, yeah, I, fourth I round. think fourth round would yeah. probably be accurate. And Judy, they'd have to pick it like six overall or whatever, wherever they yeah, pick. Yeah, Judy's going to have to get – he's going in the first. Wouldn't be – that's not probably a smart NFL move, but I, I would certainly, if he landed with the sixth overall pick to the Jets – I would be very interested in him if I had a top five pick in the rookie draft, top have, three pick in the rookie draft. Yeah, I agree. But, man, you have to take advantage of quarterbacks on rookie contracts. Yeah. So surround them with as many weapons as you can. Mm-hmm. Hope you catch lightning in a bottle. You never know what could happen. I yeah. mean, he's the type of player that could elevate a bad team to a playoff team, mm-hmm. I believe. If we're talking about him as a top 12, uh, top 12 quarterback, you could definitely see that happen. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we finished up going through the AFC East, and in uh, our next couple podcasts, we're going to go through the other divisions in a similar format, going through buy, sells, and rookies we'd like to see see on those teams. We apologize again for the delay between podcasts. We're kind of getting everything set up and our feet wet, and uh, we're hopefully able to hit the ground running this time. Uh, anything else you want to tell the listeners, Ryan? No, no, stick with us, and um, you know, I hope as you kind of forge down the path of dynasty and hopefully loving dynasty, uh, we hope to be there with you and uh, you know, keep making trades and, and keep doing your valuations and uh, keep thinking about dynasty. Better. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us at dynasty in depth on Twitter. We also has, have a website dynasty in depth.com. Uh, there'll be some more content hopefully coming soon over Christmas. I plan to work on uh, setting up the site a little bit better and putting some rankings on there. So look forward to that. All right. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you.